Welcome to the 
story, the although in this case it's the god out of Olympus story, uh, where Hercules decides to come down from Olympus into then modern day New York, swinging fun city, 60s New York City, my hometown, proud of my, my great city. And uh, I, it's, it's fun to look at the city then. It's fun to look at, obviously, anything in the 60s seems like it's, you know, always seems like it's fun and exciting and colorful. And basically, it's an excuse to put Hercules through strange situations and see what would happen if you had a god walking around New York City in the 1960s. So, Gary, um, take it away. What's, what, were your, what do you want to say about the film? And uh, actually, it was set in 1970. Well, actually, as I said, Gary, it says 1970 on some sources, but on the actual film itself, it's 1969. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they they mentioned 1970 in the film I saw. Yeah, yeah. It's well, not in my my version. The undubbed version doesn't have any any reference to that, but the visual says 1969. I, I noted that because that was the year I got married. You know, ages ago. <laughs> so. uh, well, you know, you have. Uh, you experienced the late '60s, so um, you know, lucky you, uh, and you got to see what the, the the fun of the world was like. So, what did you what did it um, bring back for you? Um, but seeing that era, did it bring back any good memories? Uh, did it remind you of anything? Well, it, it was just interesting. Uh, the uh, you know cityscape and everything. They still had phone booths, you know, <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing. You know. Um, and the uh, the cars, you know, the look of the cars, which is so different today, uh, not necessarily better looking today, but uh, diff- very different looking. I agree with you. The cars are much more beautiful in the late 60s. I mean, we had some great American heavy metal, those Mustangs, those muscle cars. We were just, we were producing some great stuff. Yeah. I like it because as a New Yorker, I look at old New York City uh, and it's this is the era of Joe Namath. You know, this is just around the time the Jets had won the Super Bowl and Namath was the toast of the town. Actually, the Knicks and the Mets also won in 69. Interesting. That was all, all three major sports uh, had champions in New York. So the New York Jets were actually 1968 Jets, but they won the Super Bowl in, in the beginning of 69, January 69. Then huh. the 69 Mets were the Miracle Mets. They were the World Series champions. And then the New York Knicks were the 69-70. So they started in 69. They won it in 70. So they kind of held all the titles at that time. So New York was a hopping town. It was exciting. It was fun. It's still exciting and fun. But in, in the 60s particular era, this was a really great era. And, uh, you know, Joe Namath especially stood out because he was kind of the swinger of the time. And so that's kind of when I look at this film, I look at what kind of swinging New York in the 60s was like. So it was really beautiful. I always find, too, the the film stock that was used in the 60s was much a richer, more pungent color. I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, the color was was good. Really nice. That's one of the good elements of the thing. But uh yeah, I, I look at it. In the main, like, it was it was a very fluffy uh, yeah. piece of film. Uh, it was very um, stylized, um, unsophisticated. And uh, I think, uh, I, I don't think, I think most people today would not like it. Um, yeah, it's, it looks like a student. It almost looks like a student film. It, I, I imagine this, you know, it's the first film for this filmmaker. What, what I took from it, especially just as an overview for the listener, is that in terms of the filmmaking, very just kind of like you're saying, Gary, amateurish, very, 
you know, student-like. The I thought the story, and the story was, you know, just nothing fresh or new. It was I mean, even for that era, it was nothing fresh or new. Um, we, have, we have to look in context. But I thought the dialogue, so a lot of the dialogue was pretty good. I thought actually that was that was interesting. And some yeah, especially the, act- the, the dialogue that uh, Zeus, the king of the gods, said, you know, I mean, the actor, that actor is probably the best actor in the whole thing, uh, I yeah. think. Well, I thought Pluto was a good actor, too. So Pluto. Pluto yeah, Pluto is pretty good. You know, what was also interesting. This is a little curiosity. And actually, you know, that brings up a point. Sure. Uh, his name. Uh, the film mixed the. Um, I knew you would say this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Mixed the names between ancient Greece, which they should have emphasized, and ancient Rome. Yes, because Zeus's and, wife was called Juno in the movie. Juno instead of Hera. I knew you would. I knew we'd pick up on that. And okay. uh, and and so the the king of the dead was called Pluto instead of Hades. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that they just seemed to. And what was also interesting, do you remember at one point Samson shows up? Yeah, like, like what's he doing? What's he doing in there? They uh, well, I, that's part of the silly part of the film is that they learned to have uh, two great heroes to help. Um, uh, you know. Uh, Hercules, and so they 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 had to have you know Atlas, but they had to have another known you know superhero. So they picked Samson, but it, it was ridiculous. But Samson's not part of the Greek, the Greco-Roman pantheon. No, That's no, he's part of the Christ, Christian thing. Yeah, it's it's really it's like we did uh, a review of uh, Down to Earth, where they kind of mix the Christian and the Greco-Roman pantheon. It's really fascinating, but um, so. It is, uh, but what the plot, you know, yeah. Hercules wants to go down to Earth, and he, uh, uh, and, and by the way, he he goes from Mount Olympus, and it doesn't look like a mount at all. It just looks like a park somewhere. Well, it's all shot. This was the funny thing for me. Okay, so I'm a native New Yorker. I know my city, and I it was all shot in New York City. Now, obviously, this is New York City now, fifty something years ago, fifty three years ago, fifty two years ago and uh uh <laughs> the stuff at olympus is shot in this this sort of greco-roman yeah like you say a park area in new york the interesting thing about it i well, know they made it look that way i mean they, well, they, they brought in they brought in little columns to uh, you know put along the walkways and stuff like that but it basically was a park it didn't evoke mount olympus at all well, actually, there are places in New York that have this kind of that they're created to look like, you know, either the Middle Ages or ancient Rome. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting. So that's interesting about it. But what's also interesting is that in watching the film, I said to myself, these guys don't have permits to do this. Now, for the listener, you need film permits to get permission from a location to shoot there. Otherwise, you're shooting guerrilla style, which I, I'm a filmmaker. I've shot that way as well. So, but this was a bigger budget film and well budget, this is a, a bigger scale film and they're clearly shooting in some cases without permits. And I remember in one of the scenes watching one of the scenes that supposedly took place on Olympus, but you can hear car horns in the background. <laughs> yeah. You could hear, you mm. could hear traffic. So clearly yeah. they're in Manhattan, but you know, I would say Olympus is Manhattan anyway, but you know, clearly they're in Manhattan. So it's, it's, I mean, in that sense, the film is fun and funny to as a curiosity. I mean, you, to watch. you didn't recognize the park, I guess. Um, no, I didn't. I was going to look up, I, and, I, and I could still try to. You know, Zeus. Zeus was uh, 
sitting on his throne, which is up these steps, you know. Yeah, no, it's just the it's a yeah, it's just an outdoor, you know. You know, uh, throughout periods of American history, we have our you know love. And then they have they had overhead shots of them walking around, you know, this park like thing. You know, it's obviously a park. It wasn't Mount Olympus. Yeah, no, and it's. I mean, look, I thought for what it was worth, it it made it, it made the best of it. Okay, it made it. At least <laughs> I guess I think they could have done better with that, but sure. But I'm thinking, Gary, this is just purely like they're doing this all on because I again I looked it up, but they didn't get permits. I think they're doing it all on a shoestring. So they're just the scene. All right, let's just just for the listener. There's not much to talk about the plot. Hercules comes down to New York. He falls into all kinds of escapades. One of which is he becomes the main thing of which he becomes a professional wrestler. Okay, that's I, that's cute, well, kind of well, funny. But but the but you end up with just chase scenes and all kinds of gangsters and stuff like that. But well, he, he's asked he's asked to do that in order to get money because you know he doesn't have money. Uh, he doesn't need money as a. By the way, he's not a god; he's a demigod. I mean, right, right, because he's half. half his, god. his father was Zeus, the king of the gods. His mother was a mortal. Yeah. Well, yeah. My the thing I'm saying is though that's the whole the conceit of the film is to make it this kind of like um, colorful um, uh, sort of adventure through a city of, of again fish out of water. But the main thing is that he becomes this wrestler. Okay, so but there is one but scene, and the way he does it is, uh, you know he. He's being assaulted by these guys, and of course, you know, he's knocking them around and everything because they can't match him and everything. And this guy is watching it, and he's a nerdy little guy. And he decides to become the friend of, of Hercules. And the nerdy little guy reminded me of Don Knotts. Oh, that's why you were asking about Don Knotts. Yeah, he, he's – I've seen that nerdy little guy in other films. I'll talk about another character I've seen in other, other projects. But the reason, again, I bring up the the wrestling is the, and and talk about the permits is that there is a sequence in which Hercules is trying to escape some gangsters because he had a showdown with another muscle man for a powerlifting contest. And again, as a listener, if you're saying, well, they're going all over, there's not much to this film. It's just Hercules ends up in yeah. New York and gets in trouble. All right. Well, no, so well, let's, is, back, let's back up a little bit. He becomes successful as a wrestler and the little nerdy guy gets him to be a wrestler to make money, you know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he keeps betting on him because people bet against him and he makes, and the little nerdy guy makes money on the bets. <clears throat> and then the uh, gangsters come in and they want to take over and make him an offer. He can't refuse, you know, they to sign away his uh, relationship with Hercules. And he says, I don't have a signed relationship. But they still force him to sign a document and they give money anyway. Okay, uh, so we so that's how we get that to that setup. Yeah, but the reason I, again, I'm trying to just come back to the and whole then thing and the then they back. have a big deal where they're going to have a, a a big contest to see who's the greatest, and they're, they're going to bet on Hercules and and uh, and then uh, you know uh, uh, Juno has Nemesis, the goddess of divine retribution. Uh, take away his powers. Mm -hmm. And so he loses the, so they, he doesn't win the battle, the, the strongman battle. He, he gets so we, into a, a weightlifting contest with a African-American muscle bound guy. And they uh, keep going up in poundage. You know, they start and, off at mm -hmm. uh, 
400 pounds or something, they go up to 600 pounds. And then when they finally go up to a thousand pounds, uh, the, um, his opponent can do it. And Hercules can't do it. He can't understand why, but he can't lift it. Because he's lost his power. So again, so coming back to the chase scene. So I'm trying to point out the chase. Then, then the gangsters are after him because they feel betrayed and they want to kill him. And, you know, and they have the big chase thing. They have the chase scenes. Okay, so the reason I'm bringing up the chase scene, Gary, is that that whole scene was shot without permission. Really? Which, I, which is mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. So for yeah, the because they shot on... Um, on a, and on basically in Times Square. They shot a, a scene with a chariot being chased by cars in Times Square without permission. So it's just... You know, this is a stunt. I, I, this weren't, is a, weren't they on Broadway? He goes past uh, all these yeah, Broadway theaters. Exactly. That's Times Square and Broadway. So those yeah. those, those areas meet. So that's it's fascinating to watch. This is a this is a sequence in 1969 New York. Uh, you know, the city's hopping. You know, and it's still hopping. It's you know anybody who knows New York City. That's that's a highly highly traversed area. Very busy. There's no way anybody could pull that off now. There's too many cops around. But yeah. it's amazing to me that they were able to do it. Plus that they had the moxie to do it. That's that's a stunt. That's a pretty big stunt to have someone doing. And that appears to be Arnold yeah, in the chariot himself. chariot with the two horses pulling it. Um, yeah. And that appears to be Arnold himself in that chariot. So yeah. um, and, and the nerdy guy. Yeah. It's really fascinating to watch. The fact that they had the the chutzpah to go do that, I think is pretty much, I'll give them a pat on the back for that, to actually shoot that sequence without permission. Yeah, that, that was actually kind it. of, that part was fun to watch, I have to say. Yeah, it was really, it was really interesting. Plus you get to see Times Square in 1969 with a Arnold in a chariot. It's really fascinating. I mean, most of this film, Gary, is just, it's a curiosity. It's interesting to watch. I mean, I will say, I think that the writer and the director had some appreciation and reverence for the for the Greco-Roman pantheon. They certainly seemed to yeah. have a, an appreciation of it. Um, and again, I thought some of the actors, I thought Pluto did a good job, I thought Zeus did a good job, um, Juno slash Hera was, maybe, Nemesis, the same thing. Uh, a lot of the no, goddesses... Well, and the, they had a handsome guy playing uh, Mercury. Or Mercury. Hermes. He was a good actor. He did a good job. He was a good um, actor, but his costume was wrong. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Mercury or Hermes wore a, a hat that had wings on it and wore sandals that had wings on it. And uh, they should have done that because he could fly through the air. They did They did indicate he was flying because, remember, he... Yeah, it jumps out of the window. He, he uh, a, appears out the window of an airliner. Mm-hmm. And, and he jumps out of the window after. And that was kind of a silly scene, and the woman, the way she reacts and everything, and talks about it, you know, it just it was kind of bizarre. Well, I mean, the thing is, look again for the listener. This is clearly a low budget, although pretty to look at in many respects because it is that film stock from the '60s, and it's colorful, and it's probably you know interesting. It's free on different platforms, so if you yeah. want to watch it, and, and it was I interesting when they're going down. Broadway, you're seeing uh, the titles of all the Broadway shows at the time on the marquees. And the movies. I saw the title of, uh, I think, Easy Rider. Was, yeah, uh, Easy Rider was on a movie house. Yeah, Movie marquee. Yeah, it was really, really fun. I mean, it, it is a time capsule. It is absolutely a time capsule. And a time capsule of Arnold. 
because it's interesting to look at the 22-year-old Arnold uh, and in my version to hear him. I mean, he is, the Arnold that he would become is there. You can see it. He's not quite the dynamic persona that he became, but it's clearly there. There's no question. It's clearly there. And the accent that we're all familiar with is there, a little heavier, a little thicker, but not so bad that I thought that they would need to dub it. But um, he definitely carries it, and he, you know, looks, you know, like the Arnold we remember, you know, the big, strong guy. So um, that was interesting. Um, I, I think Arnold won the world's uh, championship, didn't he, in uh, bodybuilding or something? Yeah, no, he was a six. I believe he was a six-time Mister Olympia. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, Arnold was a one. Of, he was the guy who really put bodybuilding on the map with pumping iron. And in pumping iron, which I think was 76, maybe 76 or 77, uh, in pumping iron, his persona shows through. Now, it's interesting, pumping iron is six, seven years after this film was made. So it's interesting to see the Arnold then. You know, it's if you're interested as a listener, you know, looking at pumping iron and then going to watch this film, it's interesting to watch just to see the two, the, the progression of the person, uh, the persona, really. Um, but yeah, the film is, again, I, I found it fun in the sense of it just was fun to look at and look at this little time capsule there. Yeah, it was I better thought, than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Yeah, the, the main problem, you know, there, this is the kind of thing that you see in independent films. Sound, people think it's often visuals, but one of the things you learn in terms of just making a film is that the visual you people will forgive visuals that are off they can't forgive sound as much the sound and and people overlook this the sound in a film if the sound is off it makes the film feel less professional and that happened at various points in the film yeah there were sound issues and that sound issue is really what what pulls it down a little bit but it's still fun to watch um you know there I thought the soundtrack was interesting because uh, it's the only uh, movie based on ancient Greece and Rome that uh, uses the uh, Greek instrument, the bouzouki. I was wondering about that, uh, Gary, because I, you know, I looked up. I was trying to see: is that so? You, you will know. Is was that instrument also? Yeah, that, that's a Greek the instrument world? called the bouzouki. No, I know playing. that in the modern world, but was that around in the ancient world of Greece? No, they had lyres, but it, okay. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't sound like that. That's what I so that was I had a problem with that because I thought that. I thought, okay, that's a modern Greek instrument, but that's not an ancient Greek well, instrument. Well, it was it was just basically a soundtrack for the movie. I mean Yeah, yeah. It, it took me out a little bit. I found it I found yeah, it a same little bit problematic. I just didn't think it really yeah. worked. Um because again it just didn't fit the time frame. Um Overall, I mean, I, I got a kick out of it, I'll say. I mean, it was just, I, I have a thing for the late 60s. I think that was just a fun era. I love seeing stuff from that era. Uh, late 60s, early 70s. There's a lot of fun stuff that happens. I think most people think that. It just it, uh, it did have a lot of pretty girls in it, you know, playing the various goddesses and stuff. Yeah, um, there were beautiful goddesses in this, but no question. None of them are very good actresses. Um, yeah, I don't, my, my guess is that's, yeah, they they weren't hired. I mean, a guy that, that way, but. The guy that played Mercury was a pretty good actor, I think. And then, of course, like like I said at the beginning, the uh, actor that portrayed Zeus was, was good. He had a good resonant voice. 
Yeah, Zeus and Pluto uh, were two good actors. Um, you know, what's interesting for me is uh, there was a guy in the film, and he plays um, he plays the psychiatrist. So the fa- I think it's the father of the the girl that that um, uh, Hercules is dating. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Now the interesting thing about him, and this is really just for people who grew up in New York, is that guy was famous for about twenty years for a commercial that he do. He was the spokesman for a local New York supermarket chain called Pathmark. And so every time I see that guy, because there were so many, that was our local chain and that commercial, those commercials were on all the time. Pathmark was, you know, popular chain in New York. And I, I immediately flash back to being a kid and seeing him on Pathmark commercials. So that was fun for me. I don't, if you're from the New York area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, you'll probably get a kick out of that too. Um, so um, yeah, it was uh, James Karen, by the way, is his name, James Karen, uh, uh, Professor. Yeah, Cam- he was pretty good in the film, yeah, actually. Uh, yeah. Well, he's a he was a really good working actor. He was in a lot of shows in the 70s and the 80s so and then even even into the 90s so he was i mean that's a guy's a legit actor he's a really serious actor so and, and the um, girl that uh, hercules dates his daughter you know she was okay she was okay she was not necessarily that great but she was okay um anyway so uh i would say from my standpoint to the viewer um it's free on some platforms it's probably fun to peek at you know, if you have a free Sunday, lazy Sunday afternoon, watch the film. It'll, you know, it'll be interesting, especially if you're an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Uh, Gary, how would you rate the film? We use our shields. How many shields would you give the film? Um, I guess maybe it, it wasn't totally terrible. I'd, I'd say like a three. Funny. So we, we agree. I'd give it three shields as well. Three shields. Uh, so three shields from each of us for Hercules in New York. Uh, it is, um, like I say, a curiosity. Take a look at it. Um, see Arnold at the beginning and see, and see kind of a silly version of Greek mythology. Right. And and the swinging sixties in New York city. Mount Olympus is not a a mount. It's it's just a park in New York. In Manhattan. Exactly. It's Mount Olympus is in Manhattan. Yeah. Manhattan. All right, folks. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Gary, thank you as always. Thank you. This has been the 34 Circe Salon, the Parallax Channel. We are doing classical world out the movies. I am Sean Marlon Newcomb. Thank you for listening and God bless.